0: Welcome to another episode of, or podcast episode, of The Art of Idiocy. Uh, this is Brian Newton Fuller, coming to you from Scorpion Ranch in Chicopa, Texas, a lawless little town outside of Austin for all you whippersnappers that are wondering where we're located. And uh, coming to you today, a little bit sad, had to uh, put one of my dogs down yesterday. She was pretty old. Line had dementia tumors, um you know, so kind of a sad day there matter of fact, I've had to put two of my dogs down in the last three months, but they're 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 old and pretty sick, and we'd done everything we could and it led a good life here and uh they definitely uh ran roost here in at Scorpion Ranch, wrangling up all the squirrels and all the lizards. And uh, the deer and anything else they could chase after. They didn't know what to do with. It. They didn't know what to do with it when they caught it, but they, they, they definitely took after him. So this uh, they will be missed, and so I will I will uh, I will honor. I will uh, what do you call that? What's what I'm looking for here? I will uh, dedicate this uh, podcast to my two dogs. Not really related to dogs at all, but it just kind of hit me. I'm going to dedicate it to them. So there we go. So, uh, today I'm going to be talking about Lost Vegas. That's right. Lost Vegas or as Lenny Bruce called it Lost Wages. Lost Wages. So uh, so the deal is though if you've you've if you've ever been to Vegas, you probably have a Vegas story. I mean, you know, like you know, some crazy story about gambling, drinking, strip joints ginger prostitutes, I don't know, (laughs) something like that, you know, good stories, right, good stories, and I have, I have a couple as well, but the big one I want to talk about actually deals with uh, a stomach virus and hanging out in the bathroom stalls at Circus Circus when I was a teenager on the worst family vacation ever, yeah, it started off when I was 16, it would have been like around, probably around 77, and my folks decided to rent a Winnebago and drive across the West to finish at the Grand Canyon. It might have been a great vacation if we didn't all get a stomach virus <laughs> during this vacation in a cramped up Winnebago. So, uh, and it started off with my dad. He got the virus in Flagstaff. All right, he's the first one to get it. And as soon as he gets it, he start looking around, knowing like, man, this is like this is like being in preschool. I mean, that's going to start making the rounds, right? So you're like, you're just waiting till your number's up. And, you know, and it hit my mom around Tucson and my sister around Phoenix. But then it stopped. It didn't get to me. So I thought I'd made the cut, man. Uh, thought I was wrong. Uh, what it is is we made it to Vegas. And my folks were so pumped to be free of the virus and free to gamble that uh, they uh, they wanted to go hit... A casino. Now, this wasn't the Vegas of today, which is family-friendly, right? Back then, like 77, whatever it was, all these casinos had a velvet rope uh, kind of in front of where like the slot machines start, right? And this velvet rope said, only 18 or older past this point. So what would happen is your parents would drop you off. And so kids ranging from 17 years, 364 days old, to freaking toddlers... Would just basically hang out in the f- entrance of these casinos, right? There might be a couch or two. But casinos looked at kids like they looked at someone women win- winning at gambling. They didn't really want them around, right? But for some reason, my parents decided to go to Circus Circus, all right? And Circus Circus, if we hadn't been there, it, and I don't know if it's still there or not. I, ha- I have no idea. It's um, it's like the Chuck E. Cheese of gambling, right? I mean, there's a trapeze act above the gamblers, and there's freaking clowns making animal balloons, but are they making them for the kids in the entrance? No, they're making them for the people that are gambling. I swear to God, I saw one clown make like a balloon dog and hold it up in front of this dude at the slots, and the guy just put his cigarette against it and popped it. (laughs) It was awesome. And what's odd is the clown didn't react at all and just moved to the next gambler. Obviously, this wasn't the clown's first rodeo. But so my sister and I are hanging out there with every other kid that was abandoned by their parents for a vice, right? And it was actually highly uneventful. I mean, I thought that the kids might be pissed or worse, you know, but for some reason, the kids were totally chill. And at first, I thought they must be cool uh, with letting their parents drop them off to go gamble. But after watching these kids and how nonchalant and apathetic they were, I began to realize they'd been dropped off a lot and probably for a lot worse, worse reasons. So this was just mom and dad on any Tuesday. And this Tuesday just happened to be gambling at Circus Circus. Uh, but my sister and I were, were hanging out there on the couch and, you know, I'm kicking my feet against a hide couch when I heard my stomach rumble. And it was loud enough that my sister heard it. And while there is trepidation in my heart, there was pure giddiness in my sister's eyes as she knew what was coming. And let me tell you this much. My sister is not a vindictive person, but she knew I was getting sick and she knew that I freaking deserved it. Because let me go back to right outside of Phoenix. We're in the Winnebago and my sister was sick, right? I'm walking on the hall, of the Winnebago and my sister's sick and she shouted at me to get out of her way. She need to go to the bathroom. <clears throat> but me being a shithead teenage brother, I didn't move. I just kind of sort of hung out there until my sister freaking puked on me. And then I moved out of the way pretty quick. But the bottom line is I deserved to be puked on. And my sister's eyes when she heard that stomach rumble were one of me getting my just desserts. But anyway, it rumbled again. And then I kind of felt my butt cheeks sort of quiver. And a knew ticket was up. And uh, I was a loser at Circus Circus. So with my butt, cleaned, butt cheek clinch, I just made a beeline for the bathroom. And I hit it not a second too soon as I bolted in the stall and let it rip in both ends. I'm not going to go into details, but you know how it went down. And uh, But I did pull it off, all right? I did. I don't know if pull it off is the right term. <laughs> I, I, I did what I needed to do and came out relatively unscathed, I guess. So, uh, so basically, you know, it ran its course. And uh, I thought it was over, and I headed on back to the delinquents holding facility at the entrance. And just as I got there, bam, I had to turn back around and head to the bathroom stall again. And over and over it went, all right? This happened for what seemed like forever. I mean, just when I thought I had nothing left to give and I could head back, somewhere along the journey, boom, I'm having to go back to the stall. But the reason I'm telling you this story is is to let you know something is that when you're in a toilet in a gambling casino, no matter how bad a virus you have, no matter what amount of liquid weight you're losing, no matter how hard you're clutching those handicap rails, you are far and away not the worst person in that toilet. Yeah, and here are three examples to prove it. All right? And mind you, This is a toilet at Circus Circus Casino, right? It's like gambling at a state fair. It's not some serious casino with serious gambling going down. I mean, so if you're fucked up in a toilet in Circus Circus, you really need to take stock of your life. And I highly doubt that these folks that I heard stuff, that they did take any stock of their life. All right? The first dude... That, got, that I saw was a guy talking to himself in the mirror. And I could see him through the cracks in the stall door as I waited for my, my next free-for-all to hit, right? This dude's looking in the mirror, and he's saying, you're not a loser. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You're a fucking winner. And then he starts to slap the shit out of himself, just hitting himself, slapping, like, you're a fucking winner. You're a fucking winner. And he just stops and stares and does this. And then he stops, and he stares in the mirror for a beat. And I'm thinking he's psyched himself up, ready to go gamble some more until he says, I don't care what mom says, you're not a fucking loser, and then walks out. That's when I realized that this was probably just normal bathroom behavior for this guy, no matter where he goes with his mom. And you know that it's something completely innocuous that triggered it, right? I mean, like, they're probably at the casino. His mom said something like, so, that's a shirt you decided to wear gambling. And he's like, I think I'm going to run to the restroom, and I'll be back in a minute. So uh, you know what's weird, though? What's weird is this guy was in front of the mirror when he's yelling and slapping himself. All these people were walking. These guys were walking past him. Not a single one stopped or even acknowledged this guy. So I guess whatever happens in a Vegas bathroom stays in a Vegas bathroom, I guess. And then a bit later, another dude walks in and he's washing his hands, looking in the mirror, and I'm looking through the stall again because I guess they didn't have cell phones back then to read, <laughs> so that's what you did, all right. And uh, and this guy's there watching him. He's in, washing his hands, and he's very calm, and he's very cool, very cool. And starts to talk to himself, almost like a mantra, right? And he says, "She's not a guy. She's not a guy. She is a hot girl that wants you. She is not a guy." Then he you know, calmly, like, you know, washed his hands and then grabbed a towel, wiped off his hands. And as he walked out, he glanced up in the mirror one more time. But this time his voice sounded a bit more tense when he said, that's not going to happen again. And then he left. Right. But as much as those two dudes I thought were in a bad way, nothing compared to this guy that came into the stall next to me. I mean, this guy hits the stall next to me and starts having a complete gambler breakdown, right? I mean, he just gets in the toilet, and I think he just sat on the toilet. He wasn't going to the bathroom. He just sat down and just starts freaking bawling. I mean, not crying, but he's bawling. And he's bawling, starts to talk to himself, and it's the usual gambler rhetoric, right? He goes on about how he's a loser, how his wife's going to kill him, why does he do this, you know, spending on their money. I mean, it's heart-wrenching stuff, and he's talking this stuff out loud, very loud, I can hear him easily, Right? But then he starts praying. And that's when it took a weird bend, right? He started off the usual, you know, God, I'm a weak man. I know I don't deserve this, but you can get me out of this hole. I'll never do it again. I mean, I ask you this every time, but this time I mean it. And if you get me out of this one, I swear I won't do it again. But then it turned weird. For some reason... I guess he didn't think God was taking him seriously, so the guy started cussing in his prayer. He starts saying stuff like, "I fucking mean it, God. I fucking mean it. I'm you know, like he starts saying this and like say, I'm not up on prayer protocol, but I don't, I don't know if cussing gets you your desired results, but but this guy does. He goes on. He goes, "Besides, God, you fucking owe me. It's not like you've done shit for me." And then he does a classic pivot he pivots his anger totally, and he goes after his brother for some reason. He starts talking to God going, you know, it's like you're always doing shit for my little brother. He's the real loser. Why are you helping that little fucking loser? And then he just goes full argument with God. Like, you fucking owe me, God. You hear me? You fucking owe me. Now it's time to pay up and get me out of this shit. Well, I'm hearing this stuff going on, right? But by the time I get to this point, man, the virus is starting to work its magic on me again. And I am trying for the love of God to hold it in because I really want to hear what else he has to say. But it really wasn't up to me, right? I mean, it was echoing. It was getting real quick. It was coming up. And then it was like, it hit me, right? Bop, 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 bop. And then it stopped. It was over. It was quick. It was loud. It was fast. But I was done, right? So I sat there and tried to be quiet still after it was all done. I'm sitting there real quiet and I hear the guy say, so that's it, God. You better fucking help me, God. And then he paused and I thought he was through. But then he said, he finishes up with it. He goes, he says, and God, while you're at it, help this guy in the stall next to me. He sounds fucked up. Amen. And that's it. He got up, walked out of the stall and left. But I'll tell you this much. He left. I don't know what happened to him, but I have to admit right after this. I don't know if his prayers were answered, but I oddly felt better. So there we go. So so that was my story to let you know that if you go to Vegas, if you're really bored, if you're really bored in Vegas, just go hang out in the bathroom for a while. You'll get some good stories. You'll hear some things that uh, that will uh, make you question humanity. <laughs> make you question make you question God. <laughs> that's what do. So, uh, so like I so say, I have been, so that's my Vegas story, right? This is a teenage Vegas story, but, and I, cause I've been back to Vegas as an adult and I've had some good times, uh, to make up for that, that teenage story. And, uh, matter of fact, it kind of reminds me of this. One of my, my favorite Vegas stories happened down at, at Binion's Horseshoe. It was, uh, you know, it's old school down there, you know, downtown. And, uh, there was a bunch of people around a craps table and they're kind of playing at it and there's an old guy with a walker and a smoking a cigar and he turns his walk around to start to leave the craps table and two guys walk by that that knew him and they see him they go hey morty is that table hot and morty stops looks at him stops grabs his cigar out of his mouth pulls it out and goes hot hot like my refrigerator and then put his cigar back in his mouth grabs his walker and kept on going so so there we go there's my stories. It's from, from, from the bathrooms to the crap tables. There they all are. Let me know if you have a Vegas story. If you want to, hell, we'll probably record it and put it on the uh, Scorpion Ranch podcast. So uh, that's it. Uh, thanks for uh, playing along. Thanks for listening to these. I swear, swear, swear. I totally appreciate it. I do these totally for fun, and I hope you all like them. And that is it.